Are we live? Yep. <laughs> Good. Good morning, everybody. Great to have you here with us online at Christ Community Church, and uh, glad that you could join us. We're going to kick off with some music here in just a moment, but uh, I want to say thank you for uh, being mindful of our announcements about our online service, and then we do expect next week we'll be back here uh, in person. We'll be encouraging masks for at least the next uh, few weeks as we continue to get through this surge, but thankfully it looks like all reports are it's going to peak here soon, and we'll be praying that maybe that's the end of this nonsense, or at least to look towards the end of this long road that we've been on. But uh, thank you for your diligence, and thank you for your understanding. A little bit different this morning. Deb and Karen are going to lead with us this morning. Karen's going to be leading out in a couple of songs. Brian over on the piano is going to lead out in a couple of songs. And uh, I'm going to take a break and rest my voice because it's been a little scratchy this last week. And uh, it sounded great in rehearsal. I think it's going to be great uh, for us to worship to this morning. So we encourage you to lift your voices at home and uh, sing with us as we begin. And then I really want to uh, encourage you this morning to take advantage of our prayer opportunities when we're here in the house. Of course, we have the prayer tree over here that you guys are, have been posting on. But uh, we always love to receive those emails as well from those who are not here with us in person. And I just I want to encourage you heavily to take advantage of the opportunity for us to pray for you. Uh, God moves through the prayers of his people, and we are blessed to be able to lift those up on your behalf. And so uh, prayer at c3ak.com, that's the email address. Uh, if you have something that's private or confidential that you'd like for just Jason and I to pray for, send that to us at pastors at c3ak.com, and we will pray for you, and I just want to encourage you to do that. And then uh, continue uh, to lift up uh, Jim and Jan. Uh, Jan. Jim is home and has been recovering. It's just slow going, but uh, he is getting better. And guys, I know that you're watching with us this morning, and know that we love you and we miss you, and we're praying for your full restoration there. And also continue to pray for Hubert. extend that out to our broader community and our city, 
ask this, we pray this in the name of Jesus.
Joy, but we also add 
like these things. So that regardless of circumstance, those things are present in the heart of the believer. And we can all say, yeah, you know, it's in the Bible, it's good, it's great, I believe it. I don't know how to get it. How do I get there? And so that's a little bit what I want to talk about this morning. You see, we're, we're only coming into our second full week of 2022. Probably, it's possible, there are still some folks out there who have not broken all your resolutions yet. Uh, again, cynic beats hopeful on that one, but maybe you're the exception. Um, as I've mentioned before, several years ago, I moved away from resolutions to goals. Because resolutions are like a, a, a yes or no, black or white kind of thing. Like you make a resolution and you're doing it until you're not. And then once you, once, the, the first time, the first time you mess up, the first time you make that resolution, you have broken your resolution, game over. Whereas goals, goals are a process. Goals are a constant moving forward of, you know, two steps forward, one step back, three steps forward, four steps back. It's a process. So that even when there's setbacks, you're still moving. It doesn't mean it's all over. You're still moving forward. And in the process of pursuing goals, you have to have a plan. There has to be a plan of how I'm going to accomplish my goals. And so maybe for those of you that haven't kind of really thought your goals through for 2022 yet, I want you to think about the plan you're going to make. And more importantly, what I'd like to suggest to you this morning is that whatever your goals are, whatever your plan is, Consider that the best way forward is to bring your plan in line with God's plan. Because, yes, it, it might not look like it. Uh, you know, since 2019, things are just... I mean, remember when murder hornets were a thing? Murder hornets! The frightening thing is, I don't know where the murder hornets went. For all I know, the murder hornets are waiting to mug me the next time I come out of my house. I just don't know. But God is good. God has a plan. And if you want to see all those things, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control, joy, hope, mercy, all the goodness that God brings, bring your life in line with God's plan. So, regardless of who you are, God has three distinct phases of his plan. Which means you either have not started on the plan yet, or you are somewhere in the course of those three phases. So phase number one. God wants for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. This is where God's plan begins. As, as you're going through the course of your life, it's good that, that you know God. It's good that you accept the premise of God. But unless you take that first step and accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are outside the plan. 
You see, right here, this spotlight, this really bright spot where I'm standing right now, this is the center of God's plan. This is where, by being here in the center of his plan, I receive all the good things God wants to bestow on me for being in his presence. Unfortunately, too many of us want to play a game, and we, we want to think there's, there's ways around that. See, we think like, well, you know what? I'll go to church. I'll sing the songs. Um, you know what? I'll, I'll give some money from time to time. You know what? I'll do these, these kind of church-adjacent things. But see, church-adjacent things are not the plan. And so, and so we're out here in the darkness, and, and we're, sort of, we're sort of like wanting to think we like got one foot in, and one foot in will get us what we're looking for. One foot in is not God's plan. And so we're out here in the darkness, and we're experiencing hardship, and we're experiencing difficulties, and we're going, where is God in the midst of my darkness? God is not in the midst of your darkness. You are in the darkness you have chosen. If you do not want to be in the darkness, you have to make a deliberate decision to be in the light. This is where the goodness of God is. And if you insist on dwelling out here in the darkness, you will get what darkness gives. You cannot think there is some way you can kind of come close to the light and get like some crumbs from the table. God is not in the business of crumbs from the table. God wants to give you all. And if you choose not to have all, you have chosen to have nothing. So if you look at your life and it is marked by hopelessness and despair and distress and, and this looming darkness that you can't seem to escape, maybe it's because that is where you are choosing to live. When God is over here going, come on, come on. Children, we are children. And, you know, in, in God, when God says children, it's like a good thing. But we have a tendency to be like that other side of children. You know, parents, you know, like, come here, come, come, come here, come here, come here where I am. You are over there. Come here. This is the game we're playing with God. God's going, come here to be where I am. And we are children who are assisted on doing things our own way. So step number one, if you have never come to the point where you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are not dwelling within God's plan. And outside of God's plan, you get nothing but what you yourself can construct and what the world is willing to pour out on you. And that's you So that's phrase number one. You have to accept Lord, Lord, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's where the plan begins. See, 
moves forward, and then we just want to stand there and I give myself to Jesus Christ. And we go no further than that. Slowly, we find ourselves reaching outside of God's plan. See, God didn't intend that we just say a prayer. And because a lot of times it's, God, I'm saying this prayer because I am dreadfully afraid I am going to hell. And I'd really rather avoid that. So I'm going to do the thing, I'm going to say the prayer, whatever it is you say I have to do, so that I don't have to go to hell. Great first step. But too many of us are willing to just stop there. Okay, so like I said before, you know, if you go to Disneyland and you get through the bag check to make sure you don't have any of the 732 things you're not permitted to bring to Disneyland, You get through the tickets, and you're officially inside the gate of the Disney Disneyland. And then you step to the side and stand there by the garbage can next to the gates, and you say, Woo! I'm in Disneyland! And you just want to stay there. This is what too many of us have done with God. And you say, I've gotten in, and I'm willing to stay right here, and God's going, This this is not where the good stuff is. The good stuff is with me as we bend down and right here. You see, God's plan, Matthew 22, 37 to 40. And he said to him, You so love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is why you so love neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. You see, just coming down the aisle and saying a prayer does not finish the process of making you the kind of person who loves God with all you have and loves your neighbor just like you love yourself. See, that is God's plan in phase two, that you become the kind of person who loves God with every heart, mind, soul, strength, body, everything you have, you love God. And you look at your neighbor, and your neighbor may not just the person who lives next door, not just your friends, but any person that God brings into your orbit. And you look at that person and you say, how can I love that person with the same intensity and intentionality and desire that I love myself? How can I, how can I act in their very best interest just as I would do for myself? This is phase two of the plan to become that kind of person. Thank you. 
life just like you love yourself. And then God tells us, you need to go forth and you need to teach the things that I taught you. Which means you need to learn what Jesus taught his disciples. You need to look at the life of Jesus Christ. You need to look at who he was and say, how do I go about becoming like Jesus? I can't get there. I can't get to the end goal. I will not be exactly like Jesus Christ before my life is over. But I can try. I can start. I can begin the process. How do I get there? That's phase two. You do the things Jesus did. Jesus knew scripture, so we should learn scripture. Jesus prayed, so we should pray. Jesus served other people, we should serve other people. Jesus took time to be alone and to be quiet. Because being alone and quiet is where you learn to hear God when he speaks back to you. God speaks to you. God desires to speak to you. And not just be booming general proclamations we get scripture. God wants to talk to you specifically in your life where you are. But you need to learn to hear his voice and recognize when he's talking to you. This is what happens in phase two. Do many of us ever go, well, you know, I said that prayer thing, and I'm not going to hell, so I guess that's probably enough. I just saw three statistics. One in six people who claim to be followers of Jesus Christ, one in six read their Bibles multiple times per week. One in six people who claim to follow Jesus Christ read the Bible regularly. Fifty. Phase two. You asked 
plan where you don't have to go to hell. You think that's what you've got, and that's all you've got. to understanding who Jesus was and learning to live 
my life the way Jesus did. More, more specifically, I am learning to live my life the way Jesus would live my life if he were in my place. Like, to get, like, really graphic, if I, like, just, like, die right now, then you need to lay me on there. And Jesus came along and put on this Jason suit, like a Halloween costume. What would that version of Jason Hopefully, not too many people will be able to tell the difference because, because I'm learning and becoming the kind of person who lives and speaks and thinks as Jesus does. Phase three. God has work specifically for you to do. God says, I didn't just bring you along it's not like you're just here to watch how good I am. It's not like you're just here to tell me how great I am. You are here because I have active things for you to do. I have a part for you to play. You are you are my partner in this. There are things I want you to do. And folks, sometimes that's scary. Sometimes it's ugly. Because again, you go back to children. A lot of times, children want to. And a lot of times, the help of children makes the entire process longer and less efficient and messier than it would be if you just did it yourself. But it's the joy of that interaction. That's what God is offering you. He's offering you, hey, I have things I want you to do with me because we're doing it together. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And so God may have a specific calling in your life. And that can be, I'm not going to tell you what that is, because I don't know. And see, here's where following the plan results. If you have not lived the second part of the plan, if you have not learned to speak to God and to recognize His voice, when He speaks to you, you're not going to recognize it when He calls to you. You're not going to recognize it when he says, I have something I want you to do. Uh, the first time, 24 years old, God said, I want you to be a minister. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I need medical attention, please. I think I'm hallucinating, or maybe I'm dehydrated, or I just need help. Um, physical, mental, please, somebody help me. And so, when God calls to you, it won't necessarily be God's calling you to some, some sort of ministry. I'm not saying that if you look at the plan and next thing you know, God's telling you to be a pastor, God's telling you to be a missionary. So, I'm not telling you he won't. God going to do what God's going to do. But it may just be a God calling, you know, there's just, you might not recognize it, there's a co-worker who's going through some stuff. Maybe God's just going, you know what? Church needs some, some children. Remember back in the day when we had like children's programs? Oh, Lord, we guys do. I hope in the near future we can get back to that. But maybe God says, hey, I want you for a season. 
because they need you. You are, you are a strong, committed adult, and they need adult Christ followers to speak into their lives and show their love, and I want you to do that for a little while. I don't know what God is going to call you to do. All I know is God created you with intention. God wired you a certain way. It is God's plan, it is God's plan, that He brings you, that you follow Him to the point where He can give you responsibility. Yes, I'm saying, God wants to give you choice. It's going to be the best thing that ever happened, because in the center of that, you are in the center of God's will. But again, to many of us, So if that's where you are, you did it. 
today. Show me who you made me be, what you made me do. Because it is only when we place ourselves solidly in the midst of God's plan, whatever phase that might be for where we are in our life, it is only there that we can know the goodness and the blessing of the presence of God. And so, I submit to you today, I encourage you, my hope and desire for you is Proverbs chapter 3. For each of us, today, tomorrow, each and every moment, each and every day, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways,